0: Mike, point your camera lower. It's driving me crazy. Yes, rule of thirds, that bitch. But I can't. That's
1: that's where the camera is sitting.
0: Uh, 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 Oh, no. Uh, Too low. Too low. Hold on. A little higher.
1: There's a thingy on the back that I'm pressing.
0: Oh, perfect. That's great. That's
1: great. Yeah, there we go. How's that?
0: I feel physically better now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I move it to the side so I'm centered. Plus, now you can lower
0: that zipper just a little bit and... All of a sudden What's you've it? got a, yeah. a Twitch uh, channel
1: <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, no kidding Hey everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads I'm Mike Ladman, And I'm Chris Blonsky And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there In the interest of keeping our kids alive How are you doing, sir? Doing good, Mike, doing good I'm surviving that's good yeah. surviving is something that you always want to do
0: that's a key element of life I would say
1: that you know what they say about being immortal that's the key to being immortal is don't die
0: <laughs> I, I like that that's good
1: <laughs> last week with the the uh, recording in separate locations over Skype that I would say it was a success wouldn't you I think so
0: too uh, so much that my wife really likes it this way <laughs> oh that's good yeah.
1: Well, it was so much of a success that we are doing it again this week. We are recording in the, the separate locations, and I will say, editing it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Although I did go a wee bit crazy with what, like a lot of background noise. It just kind of—it's weird. It amplified a lot of the background noise, and I, I did some scrubs that only real audio files are really going to notice the scrubs that I did to to make everything sound better last week but right most people i talked to were like yeah didn't even notice it sounded like you guys were talking in the same room wow we're, we're just such um, consummate professionals right they, they don't even know you know of course of <laughs> course actually we, we were so professional that laura said that last week last week's episode was her favorite episode so far so oh really i guess she really liked the music discussion oh that. all
0: right so, well interesting all yeah right.
1: mm-hmm. as we're recording it uh in the same way as last week we actually had a bit of a delay getting started this morning and it was uh it was a, a baby delay we had set a time when we were going to get together and i had to push that back because i was feeding the baby and then he pooped and i went to go change him and he continued to poop oh yes and it was it was the old oh okay like if I open this diaper too early, then this baby is going to continue. Was it, was it
0: the old soft ice cream? Kind it of situation? was. It was. And I was just
1: like, I don't want to. I don't want to keep changing this baby and then have him poop some more while I'm in the process. So I just kind of sat there with my arms crossed, watching him as, as for like another five minutes or so. He pooped, and that that helped delay the start of this episode a little bit, but. We still got our, our, our record started, and we're going to have plenty of time to get through it because, I mean, it's a big, important day, don't you know? We're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday.
0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Isn't that... Mon- that's monster. Well, Chuck it's style. Super Bowl two, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't know about you, but... Well, who, who do you got, Mike? Who do you got? Who do I care about? Yeah, who who do you think's going to win?
1: No one. I don't care about anyone. <laughs> I don't follow football at all. You just
0: want everybody to have a good time out there.
1: I'm yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean I'm I'm the person that watches the Super Bowl commercials online the day after the Super Bowl. I don't watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. <laughs> I don't watch the Super Bowl for the football. Anything like that. I don't know about you, but
0: no, I uh, also am not a football guy. You know, I've watched the Super Bowl in the past, but generally I'm there to eat the snacks and yeah. care less about the uh, the game itself. Although I do have a dog in the fight because at work we do a Super Bowl pool. Like, have you seen mm-hmm. the Super Bowl squares game?
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Yes, so I've got a square. So I will be checking in every quarter just to see if I've won.
1: So <laughs> what, so what is your winning your winning philosophy here? Uh,
0: like, what, like th- it's pretty much hope that they score the right numbers, but that's all what, I can. That's all I can do.
1: You don't know, but what are the numbers? Oh, like what what oh, you, oh, you
0: want to know what my numbers are? I am yeah. four and six. So I forget who is for who. I, I'd have to go look that up. So four and six. It's not going to be a first quarter, but it could be a second and a half and beyond. Kind of. Spot. I have.
1: I have no idea what that means. Doesn't football usually go a lot higher than four and So, what, and it, what six? those
0: square games are is it's a number from zero to nine, right? Yeah. And it's the last number of the score. So, if it's like 14 oh. to 16, the number is four and six, right?
1: Gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha.
0: So, like if, if you get numbers, you know, to your, your limited knowledge of football, if you get like yes. a seven or something, that's pretty good because, you know, touchdown yeah. is seven. Right. Yeah. So four and six, not bad. They're not bad numbers.
1: Because I, I was worse. gonna say, like, I was gonna say, a game that ended between four and six points. That's that's not a very high scoring <laughs> game. <laughs> no, no. Because <it's>, <laughs> especially when knowing that that seven points is is a touchdown. Yes, or, that's
0: right. Like well, your knowledge, your knowledge is astounding, Mike. It's next. We're gonna turn this into a football podcast soon.
1: Oh yeah. Clearly, like that's definitely the thing that. Uh, that this needs to evolve into. <laughs> but no. Since since we're not posting this episode the day of the Super Bowl, people will know by the time it, it airs if you won or not. So all the best of luck to you there. But I, I don't care about the Super Bowl. You don't really care about the Super Bowl outside of the yes, end of... I
0: just uh, like money. I just like yeah, money. Yeah,
1: you just want to win that money. But something that we do care about... Is WrestleMania now WrestleMania is our Super Bowl because we're both wrestling guys?
0: Yes, <laughs> sorry, I thought you were going to keep on going, but yes, I can confirm that we are also both wrestling people,
1: yes, and that's something that we've talked about talking about on the podcast. We actually haven't talked about wrestling at all, and usually it comes because of what I just mentioned, is there's usually so much of a disconnect between when we record, and when the episodes come out. So, in the past, we talked about, like, hey, we should talk about what are our predictions for the Royal Rumble, because the Royal Rumble hasn't aired at the time of us recording, but by the time the episode comes out, the Royal Rumble will have been over for a week. So, we've never really talked about wrestling on the show, but WrestleMania is is way off. We're talking April, so... It's kind of a topic right now that we can talk about, in, and it's in the future. So, it doesn't matter when this episode airs, unless it's like May, you know? <laughs> it better not be May. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get really busy in the next few days. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I don't know if there was anything that came out of the Royal Rumble, because obviously, for those of you who don't follow wrestling, the winner of the Royal Rumble challenges for the title at WrestleMania. And this year, they had both... A women's and men's rumble again. So we have two contenders challenging for the title at WrestleMania. I don't know if you had any thoughts about, like, right out of the gate about what's going to happen at WrestleMania.
0: Well, I am far and away the most excited for the the women's championship match, which I have Mm -hmm. heard is legitimately main eventing WrestleMania this year.
1: Which will be the first time in 35 WrestleManias. Yeah, first
0: time ever. Yes. And it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. And yes. Becky Lynch is amazing. Like, she's always been one of my favorites of sort of like the four horsewomen that have been, you know, coming up through NXT and through WWE. But she's always, I don't know about you, but I always feel like she's been a little left behind. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always about Charlotte and Sasha and, and Bailey to a lesser extent. Right. And then it was like, oh, yeah. And there was that other one there. But her whole, like, the man gimmick has been awesome. Like, do you have you been paying attention I, sort of week in and week out?
1: I know what's going on, but I don't watch the show is live. I don't watch Raw and I don't watch Smackdown. It basically comes down to two, two factors. Time is one factor because that's what? Five hours of television you got to watch. It's a
0: lot of TV, yeah.
1: And the other factor is I don't have the channel that airs, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that airs both shows. Now, in the past, we got around that fact by less than legal streaming yes, methods. Some gray, gray area. Yes. Yeah. But we would still, Laura and I would still watch Raw somehow. But, yeah, it's just that a time sink is, is the real issue. And, you know, sometimes those streams are crap and you can't
0: watch it. Yeah, that's right. You you don't want to, you want to subject yourself to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, My favorite thing about those, watching those streams was always the fact that it, it was always the UK stream. Right. And because of how late it airs there, all the ads are like really terrible, like call phone things, like not phone sex, but like weird, like yeah, find a
0: friend in your area. (laughs) Yeah. that
1: kind of stuff. It was very weird. Like, very odd commercials coming from England in the middle of the night, but. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm following along in so much as I, I read what what's going on on Reddit and, and see, like, highlights on YouTube. And obviously, I, I've been watching the pay-per-views. I watch every pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I know what's going on there, and I know it's going well, and I know people like it. But I'm not witnessing it as firsthand right. as you may be.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I couldn't even, like, put my finger on what exactly she's adjusted or changed. Like, she tried to go heal, you know, become the bad guy. Yes. But then the crowd wouldn't accept it. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just became, like, a cooler good guy. Like, a sort of a stone cold sort of situation. Right. Where everybody cheers for the bad guy, Right. But it's been it's been fantastic, and that's far and away the match I'm most looking forward to. I was so disappointed when Nia Jax gave her a concussion and right. she couldn't compete in what uh, what pay per view was that? That
1: was for Survivor Series.
0: Yeah, Survivor Series. That was the worst. I was so frustrated when that happened. And then for the men's side, they've got what uh, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar for the championship.
1: I don't know why, but it sounded like you were saying Barack Obama, (laughs) (laughs) like Seth Rollins versus Barack Barack, Obama. That would be a good match too. I I would would tune in for that one. I would would definitely tune in for that. What are your thoughts on that one? On uh, Brock versus Seth? I'm sure it'll be a good
0: match. Like I think Seth Rollins is awesome, and I like Brock Lesnar as like a a character and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, Brock's had the title for so long, and all of his matches kind of tend to be the same. I, I I don't know. I'm less excited about it. I'm sure it's going to be a good match and I'm sure we're going to enjoy it and everything, but I'm not I'm not dying to see it, you know what I mean?
1: Right. I find that when it comes to Brock matches, the matches where it's him versus say Braun Strowman or Roman Reigns, where it's like Here's two big dudes, and they're just gonna hit each other, and it's like, oh, it's the force of of two giants hitting each other. That stuff is boring. Yes, but his match that he had with Daniel Bryan, who's a much smaller wrestler, and even recently at the Rumble when he fought Finn Balor, I thought those were much more interesting matches because he's fighting someone that's you know a very different style than him. And Seth is along the same lines as Finn and Daniel Bryan. They're both smaller guys, move around a lot. And I could see it being a great match just for that factor alone. Like Seth puts on good matches, and Brock puts on better matches when he's fighting somebody who's quick and nimble. And Seth is definitely someone who's quick and nimble.
0: Yeah, well I'd say Seth is is arguably, or probably not even arguably, the the most entertaining male wrestler right now mm-hmm. like in terms of just pure talent and stuff you know you can always count on him to not disappoint so we'll see we'll see i'm, I'm really curious do, do you know well, i guess i haven't really defined the rest of the card obviously because there's still
1: it's, it's been a week since the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. two
0: months left to go do you have any other matches you would like to see
1: with who's around um Good question. I wanted Kevin Owens to come back before WrestleMania, but from the sounds of it, he's not. He's not coming back until probably the Raw after. Uh, okay. I would love to see Samoa Joe wrestle Daniel Bryan for the title.
0: That would be amazing.
1: Because I, I love Samoa Joe. And he keeps wrestling for the title and then just not quite getting there. Yeah. And what they've been doing with Daniel Bryan right now has has been hilarious like him and his like peace warrior daniel Bryan thing where i love that he now has like a stable of bearded dudes in flannel shirts so So, and
0: you've seen his new title his custom title right his
1: his wooden title
0: yeah wooden hemp title yeah (laughs) it's so perfect
1: that's amazing yeah so what what he's doing is great the only different the only difficult thing i would see is it's would be a bad guy versus bad guy heel versus heel match but it what's daniel bryan is doing is along the lines of what you were just talking about with becky lynch the crowd is eating it up they're cheering for his ridiculous hemp title you know like yeah so who knows maybe they turn daniel bryan earth warrior into the good guy and and then Samoa joke well from.
0: and the irony with the whole Daniel Bryan thing like the Captain planet like he was sort of saying is is that everything he's saying is one hundred percent true you know one hundred percent accurate and it's like you're such a bad guy for pointing out all these completely factually correct points yes. it's just this weird sort of like paradox that we've we've found ourselves in
1: yeah it's it's and it's funny because like, CM Punk used to do that a lot too, where he would just say things that were just like, "I'm right because you guys are all like." He did a whole thing with Jeff Hardy, where Jeff Hardy was still going through like some some heavy drug problems, yeah, and he, he was like, "You guys cheer for that that druggy dude." And I'm here, and I'm like being a good role model, and you guys hate me, and they'll, you know, they they booed him, and they love the dude who was high as a kite all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I am trying to remember an angle from like seven, eight years ago, so I'm sure part of that is incorrect, and someone who's a fan might come back and correct me and be like, "No, you're wrong," but. That's that's the same kind of thing is, is, you know, the guy who's making the correct points is the bad guy.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But I'm I'm with you. Going back to Samoa Joe, I'm totally with you. You know, for me, I, I look at it like all of them are very good wrestlers. Yeah. You know, for the most part, they're all very good wrestlers. You know, you, you know, you're going to get a good show. But there's just a few characters and Samoa Joe is one of them is when they're, they're talking, I 100% believe... Everything that he says, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound like he's reading off a script or he's like, you know, trying to be this tough guy when he's clearly not a tough guy. Everything he says is completely believable. And I think that adds so much to his character. Mm-hmm. And some of his, his some of his clapbacks and stuff are so funny. Like I I don't want to do it injustice, and I'll, I'll share a link with everybody afterwards. But he just was on, I guess, it was SmackDown just this week, and there was like a whole bunch of them in the ring, and just some of the crap that he was saying was hilarious. It was it was the best. So we'll we'll link to that afterwards.
1: And this was for the that's for the WWE title match that's going on at Elimination Chamber.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Right. So. I mean, even that, that, that could change how everything at WrestleMania pans out. So, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Samoa Joe wins the title there and then Daniel Bryan's going after. Who knows?
0: Yeah, Samoa. Uh, you you know what I have, like, the bad news? Have you heard about Dean? Dean Ambrose?
1: Yes, that he's leaving. Oh, that's the worst. Do you think that it's actually true or that it's a work?
0: It feels true. See, I haven't been around the wrestling game as long as, as you and, like, Tiff have but it sure seems pretty real to me. Right. Which maybe is the greatest work ever. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It seems like he's done and all the reasons and stuff he said seem very legitimate. So we'll see, which is too bad because he's, he's my favorite wrestler and has been since, you know, the shield and everything. So
1: yeah, Laura's a big fan of him too. So well, he's another guy.
0: He, he's another guy like Samoa Joe, right? Everything he says you believe the things that he says, like he, his he his everything he says is in character and it makes sense as his character, right?
1: Right. Even when he's Bane from Dark Knight.
0: Yeah. Well, this this has been that, a low point in that was <laughs> the that, that, maybe of that's, that's the,
1: maybe that's the tipping point was he, him as Bane in Dark Knight with his gas mask and
0: yes, yeah, so um, all of a sudden he's a germaphobe. Yeah. yeah. Are you excited for? Oh, crap. SummerSlam? SummerSlam in August in oh, Toronto? In Toronto.
1: Toronto in SummerSlam. That is a thing, because we went the last time there was a pay-per-view in Toronto that was Survivor Series a few years ago. And that and, was awesome. And we all went, the four of us. And... That was something I'll never forget. We got to be there for that Brock Goldberg fight, which was... Everybody was like, this is going to be so dumb. And it was phenomenal.
0: It was the I, best. Yeah, it was yeah, so good. I, I think you I, and I literally, like, jumped out of our chairs when yeah, he won.
1: Yeah, I couldn't... I could not be happier with how that, that ended up. Like, I mean, sure, what they ended up doing with it later may not have been as cool as that Survivor Series moment. Like, that was... Phenomenal. And as much as I would like to go to SummerSlam as well, I feel like that's not something in the cards for us this year just because of William. And, and I know you guys are in the same boat, but you guys are planning on going to Survivor Series or SummerSlam, I mean.
0: Yes, we are. We are going. We are getting babysitters and, you know, people to look after Ben. Yeah, this is definitely we will be like uh, mom and dad's weekend right. away. That's
1: for And are you going to do the takeover, the NXT takeover as well?
0: I, th- I think so. That one is still a little up in the air. I mean, we'll see kind of where Ben's at by then because uh, it's in August, right? Yeah. SummerSlam usually. Yeah. So we'll see where he's at because he'll be like 10 months old by then. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would like to do the NXT show on the Saturday and then obviously SummerSlam on the Sunday. I'm, I'm less interested in Raw and SmackDown, you know, because it's during the week and, you know, it'll be four days of wrestling. I don't need to see that much. But I regretted not seeing NXT when we saw Survivor Series.
1: When we saw Survivor Series, I actually ended up seeing the Raw as well the next day. Yeah, this was back in my advertising days, and I was able to get tickets through through connections in my advertising. Which is also when I get to I keep running into Kevin Owens, which is, is, is hilarious. Um, That's right,
0: your your ongoing feud with Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, Kevin, every time I've met Kevin Owens, he's had a title, and I've taken a selfie with him and got him to hold the title in front of my face, which was really funny, because the f- second time I had him do it, he was like, that's a terrible picture. Did I do that on purpose? And I'm like, no, I asked you to. And he's like, okay, good. Because <laughs> he's like, that would have been very mean. But yeah. but yeah, no, so every maybe who knows? Maybe I'll run into him again if we end up going to. To to SummerSlam, and then we can take another picture of him holding something in front of my face. He's not the champion. maybe he'll be tag champion, and he can hold that in front of my face.
0: He can hold one in front of his face and your face. That's
1: right. I'll get a replica belt, and then he can hold he can (laughs) hold that in front of my face. Yeah, you
0: can do it to each other. yeah. Yeah,
1: that'd be good. That'd be good. That should. I mean, that should be a lot of fun. You're not bringing Ben, but you that wrestling is kind of a thing that you you want to kind of introduce to ben like you want do you want him to be a biggest as big a fan as you guys are
0: i i don't see a situation that he won't be at least as a kid you know yeah. when he's a teenager i'm sure he'll be all moody and you know point out how it's not real and stuff right, but, right. Uh, <laughs> but yes we do we definitely want to introduce him
1: to that well i mean right now he's kind of a captive audience when it comes to pay-per-views or the or the shows or things like that so you just kind of have to hold him there and he but at the, at the moment, it's all, you know, shapes and colors to him, right? So, yeah. And I'm hoping the same thing with William. Like, wrestling is a thing that both Laura and I enjoy, and it'd be nice to share that with, with him as well. And it's it's funny, because when when Ben was born, we were going to buy for you guys as kind of a – as, like, a present. Like, a, it was going to be for your baby shower. We were going to buy you a, a WWE ones, onesie, because we were, like – they sell everything. They sell sweatbands. They sell, like, stupid hats. Like, just dumb, dumb things. So, I was like, they right. got to have, like, an assortment of baby onesies that are, like, you know, you can't see me and stuff like that, right? <laughs> but they they don't. They only have one baby onesie, and it's just the title, the WWE title. There's no words. It's just the title, and that's it. And we're like, oh, well, that's not overly interesting. And then this, yeah, that's kind of And then the yeah. shipping on it was insane. So we're like, okay, well, maybe we won't get them that. <laughs> so, but yeah, we were going to to be in there, and you guys were we were looking at getting you guys a onesie for for Ben to to, to so he could be the champ.
0: Yeah, that would have gone well with uh, with uh, Banjo's WWE title tug toy.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, they have a tug toy. That's they sorry, they could have wrestled on with it, Tug yeah. toy. Yeah. So, there you go. Just an idea of how some of this the stupid things that they make for WWE yeah. merchandise. But that can't be the only thing. Like wrestling's not all that you want to introduce your kids to. And and I was thinking about this cuz we've kind of talked about this in the past of like, yeah, I can't wait to share things that I like. But we never really went into any kind of detail like what you want to watch movies with your kid, but like what movies do you want to watch with your kid, you know? That kind of stuff. So, I don't know if there's anything in particular that you're like, this is the thing I can't wait to share with my kid. I love this so much and I want him to experience it like I did. You like talking movies specifically or just sort
0: of uh, anything? Well, it can be anything. anything. It doesn't
1: have to be. It can be, yeah. Like a perfect example is Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I really love dinosaurs. A lot of that has to do with the fact that it's a really great film. And that's something that I can't wait to show him for the very first time. And I'm fully expecting the first time he sees Jurassic Park to be like the first time I saw Jurassic Park, where most of the movie was watched in the hallway, away from the scary dinosaurs. (laughs) It was terrifying. When I was... At the time, I mean, that was like 1993. I was... God, how old was I at that? At point? Nine years old. Nine yeah. years old, or
0: ten, maybe, depending. But it was, on... you know,
1: it was a big screen, big screen, and and a lot of big sound, and and it was spooky, even though it was like everything I ever wanted to see. I uh, the the big screen Jurassic Park was a little too much for my my wee ba- brain to handle, and I <laughs> like that T Rex scene when the T Rex claws were on the on the fence. I was like. I gotta go. I gotta go to the bathroom, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed the entire Jurassic Park, like t-, t Rex scene for the very first time. I didn't see it until I watched it on VHS, and then I was able to sit through it because it was a little less scary because it was in his
0: right. And you're you're a little more grown up by
1: the, exactly in the, a the much tougher
0: eleven year old. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so that's that's something that I'm excited for. Like a lot of my favorite movies are gonna be a little too much like aliens i can't really show him aliens for some time um, yeah although i remember he, i remember watching movies like that when i was young i i saw the predator the the original predator film when i was maybe eight and that's isn't not it, isn't that a rated r film it is a rated r film yeah though. damn had, good job
0: mom and dad lady actually <laughs> in that
1: case in that case you can't blame them it was um it was a babysitter that we had. Oh, they, okay. they would watch a lot of horror movies and stuff and not really care, which is why – actually, I'll tell you a funny story about this. They would watch horror movies, and I would be incredibly scared of all of these horror movies because I was just a little kid. And there are some movies that scared me so much that I have since gone back and looked them up because I remember these movies very well because they scared me so well. And they've kind of become jokes, you oh, know? Oh, okay. and. So so one of those movies was Tremors. Do you know Tremors?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So Tremors, I remember being so scared. I couldn't watch it. And then one night when I was older, it was on YTV. Okay. And I was like, it's on YTV. How scary can it actually be? And I watched it. And then I was embarrassed that I was afraid of that movie. <laughs> and this is like when I was like 13 or 14. I'm watching this. And... And then also another one of those movies um, was called the gate. And it's about these kids. They, they dig a tree up in the backyard and the hole that is left under the tree is a gateway to hell. And then demons show up and but it's not it's weird like it's the goofy puppets and like i think jim henson company made the monsters and stuff <laughs> it's, like it's, it's not a, a dark overly fraggle rock <laughs> yeah like it's not overly it's 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 not like muppets right but it's it's not super scary right okay it's like dark crystal levels of monsters i, was gonna say, know, I, I haven't heard one.
0: that one i've never watched that one before
1: the one scene that always stuck with me in that movie is there's a scene where I guess like hell powers are taking over his body like the kid's body and he has an eye in in the palm of his hand like he looks at his hand and there's an eye in it and then I remember that he pokes it with like a stick or like glass or something like he stabs the eye in his hand and that was always an image that that stuck with me for a very long time but the the crown jewel of here's a thing that scared the hell out of me when I was young and going back and looking at it it's so stupid is a film called Monster in the Closet. Are you familiar with Monster in the I've Closet? I've heard the
0: name, but I couldn't tell you any real details about it.
1: So, obviously, Monster in the Closet sounds like a, something that would be very scary, because, like, especially as a little kid, right? Right. This movie was made by Troma. Do you know Troma Films? No. Troma Films is the company that made the Toxic Avenger, and they made... Poultry Geist, which is a movie about zombies at a KFC. They they made Cannibal the musical. They produced it anyway. It's 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 schlocky, goofy horror movies with really low budgets. Okay, sure. And Monster in the Closet is is an allegory for being gay and coming out of the closet. Okay, like. I I
0: kind of figured this is where this was going. Yeah, like
1: the monster (laughs) at the end of the movie takes the male lead and goes into the closet with him. It's it's a goofy-ass movie. Like, watch the trailer for it. There's a scene in the trailer where they're talking about how, like, the army couldn't stop it, and... The most powerful nuclear-powered flower pots couldn't stop it, and it's like a kid throwing a flower pot at the monster. The right. monster's just dude in a rubber suit that looks ridiculous. Fergie is in the movie as a little kid. Paul Walker is in the movie as a little kid. Like, oh damn, it's it's star studded. It's a joke, but <laughs> again, as a little kid, it scared the crap out of me. And then now you know, uh, going back and being older, it was like, "Are you serious? This scares me." <laughs> are you serious? So, again, movies like Aliens, which are you know generally yeah, one scary, of your favorites, yeah. that's still not one that I want to I want to show William for a while anyway.
0: Yeah, because well, so. when you brought this up, what was I guess last night? I was thinking about it, and it was like. Yeah, like, damn, Matrix? Like, I want to show him the Matrix. Really? I love the Matrix movies. And I like like, Inception and that kind of stuff. But, you know, when he's like 12 years old and can kind of grasp it, I guess. But then I realized, you know, when I was a kid, my favorite movies were Back to the Future and Star Wars. Yep. And... Mm -hmm. I still love them. They're still some of my favorite movies. So Star Wars will be interesting because like they're still actively releasing Star Wars films, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that would be a fun experience to share. And he can definitely start watching those, like, I don't know, like five years old, maybe even younger than that, I'm guessing.
1: One of the things that I love about Star Wars and kids is that you can get them on the twists. Kids don't know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father because you're introducing it to them for the first time. Yeah. Like there are, there's reaction videos on YouTube of kids finding out that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father for the first time. And they freak out. Yeah. I mean, and you know. I think it'll be so cool, right? Because,
0: yeah, to your to your point, it's almost like you get to rewatch the movie again. Mm-hmm. Because you're rewatching it through their eyes, and it, I think it'll be super exciting, right? Because, like you said, we just know everybody knows that that's a huge twist, probably one of the biggest twists in all of cinema, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Although, if he likes the prequel movies, then I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, don't show him those in that order. Right. I, I was going to say there's the there's what's the order? There's a weird order. I forget what they call it. That somebody suggests the order you watch the movies, the Star Wars movies in, is A New Hope, Empire, and then after you find out the twist about Darth Vader, is you go back and you watch all three prequels that show how he became Darth Vader, and then you watch Return of the Jedi, and then...
0: Yeah, I've seen that. What the what is, hell is that called? I forget. Well, yeah, Shoot, it's, got yeah to, it's somebody, like some name order or whatever like that. I, yeah. I forget.
1: I, I forget what they call that, and but I mean again, you could also watch the weird fan edits that people make, where they trim out all the fat. I don't know. Somebody made somebody made a movie that is literally all three prequels combined into one movie, and really all the all the movie is is the of of Phantom Menace. The only part of the movie they show is the Darth Maul fight and Qui Gon asking we wanted to train Anakin, like that's all they show yeah. from the first movie. That's
0: all they need to show, <laughs> yeah. And
1: it's... then, and then the rest of the movie is is the other two films kind of cut together in a way that makes a little more sense. Like they cut out a lot of the fluff, and I think a lot of Jar Jar is cut. <laughs> so, oh
0: my god! Well, it, it's funny because I, you know, I think we had talked about a little bit on this shot, on the Sha, on the Sha before on the Yeah. That I, you know, there was a while where I wasn't into Star Wars anymore, you know, whether I was trying to be too cool or whatever. But I got back into it and then I watched all of them again. And, you know, hoping that, you know, if I see it with a fresh mind, the prequel movies, they're going to be not bad. Mm -hmm. But they're still awful. They're still all so bad. (laughs) And so, you know, I went and bought all of them on Blu-ray and I didn't even bother buying the first three because it's like I'm never, ever going to watch these first three again. Like, I...
1: I definitely did the same thing. I did the, I bought on, cause I had, I had the original trilogy on DVD. I bought it as like the special, not a special edition, but they did like a, a, the first time they released them as a box set for, on DVD, I got them then. And then I got the, the prequel movies as they came out. Yeah. But when they released them all on Blu ray, they did like, here's a collection that has everything. But I didn't buy that, and I waited, and I ended up buying the Steelbooks. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Like Best Buy did a couple, like, a Steelbook collection, where they had, each movie had different Star Wars characters on the front. Right. So, I bought I bought A New Hope, and I bought Empire, and I bought Return of the Jedi, and that's it. I did not bother getting the other three. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, because I remember, because I wanted to get them on, on Blu-ray, and it was the same sort of thing, as I went on Amazon, and they had the original series, and it was like, 60 bucks and then they had the first six movies and was like 80 it was like no no it's not worth the extra 20 (laughs) dollars i'm not gonna spend it so i just bought the other three that's funny so i'm looking forward to that looking forward to back to the future for sure as far as other nerddoms we've talked about video games in the past so we won't revisit that but i i would like to get him to try you know this is going into less nerdy stuff by curling i would like him to try curling out Right. But everybody always says, oh, you're going to force them to play. And I don't think I'm I don't want to force anyone to do anything they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming he's going to want to because, you know, dad plays and his uncle plays and his grandpa plays. And, you know, literally everybody surrounding him all kind of plays the game. So I would like him to to do that. Right. For sure. Uh, what is uh, I have a question for you. So I was just thinking about this when when we were talking. So obviously you're a big mm-hmm. comic guy, right? Yes, yes. When did, when, what age did you get into comics,
1: would you say? Jeez. Oh, like um, five, six, or was it later? It's hard to say because I think the stuff that got me into comics was cartoons. Okay. So, you, you did
0: cartoons first, then comics.
1: I think so. But, like, it's hard. It's really hard to say because I have, especially going back and, like, thinking about memories and stuff. I, I'm remembering some of the first comics I ever had, and one of them was a Batman comic that had an advertisement on the back for Batman Returns. And I remember seeing Batman in th- like the movie and Batman Returns, both of those movies. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the ad for Batman Returns on the, the book this was before Batman Returns. So obviously I was a big enough fan of Batman to buy the book before the second movie came out. Right, okay. So it's it's hard for me to say, actually now going back, now that I think about it, it might have been, so the first Batman movie happened and then I got into that through, I mean, I saw the movie and then there was toys and from there I actually had a babysitter. It's the same babysitter that, that let me watch horror movies. They had a son who was around my brother's age, and we spent time most of our time just hanging out with him. We weren't being babysat so much as we were just, you know, we're playing with their kid kind of a thing. For sure, yeah. And he gave me a bunch of trading cards. And I actually still have them. They're like over there behind me on a shelf. They were Marvel Comics trading cards. And that's how I really started to know comic book characters. Okay. And I, it's funny because Wolverine, who's like my favorite Marvel character, I started liking him because I saw a picture of him on one of these trading cards and I was like, he's got a mask like Batman's with like the big ears and his oh, mouth okay. hanging. Oh, okay, yes, So yes. I was like, he looks like Batman. And then the more I, I looked at Wolverine, I'm like, this guy's really neat, you know, and and so I started to know characters because I kept looking. I had so many of these trading cards. I look at them and I'm like, okay, so I know I know the X-Men. I know Cyclops and I know Wolverine. Right. And then, and obviously Spider-Man and Captain America because I had all these trading cards. And then really the X-Men cartoon came out. And I remember going to my mom's friend's house and they were like, do you want to go to this next door and get us some snacks? And I went into the the store and they had an issue of X-Men with Wolverine fighting Ghost Rider on the cover. And this is like from when they relaunched it. And it was the – this was the first time I ever bought a comic book for myself with my own money. And that's really when I really got into comic books. I was like, like, that comic, I've read – I read it so many times that, like, the cover's torn off of it, and, and like, all of the pages are super dog-eared, like, you know, right. I was a kid reading just a book over and over you, and You're over not going to get
0: it graded, is what you're suggesting
1: Oh, definitely not, definitely <laughs> not And, I mean, then from there, like, Batman the Animated Series came out, and then X-Men the right. Animated Series came out, and it was just... So easy to start getting into comics, and then that's when I figured out, oh, okay, I can start reading comics off of newsstands and stuff. Like my parents weren't into comics or anything yeah. like that. It was all like kind of self discovery kind of thing.
0: So would it would it be fair to say like eight nine years old then?
1: Yeah, because I mean, again, that those the X Men cartoon was like 92, 93, and we already talked about Jurassic Park. And yeah, how old I would have been then. So yeah, around eight okay, years something old,
0: something like that. Okay, so. Assuming, I, 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 I'm I, not even going to assume, William will be into comics. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean, probably, right?
1: It's like you're talking about with curling. It's, he's, it's something he's going to be surrounded yeah, exactly. by, whether he knows it, about it exactly. or not. Exactly.
0: So, what are you going to do when he decides, oh, I am into Spider-Man or whatever, and then he walks into the office that you're in, notices that you've got 10,000 comics in boxes everywhere. Are, is, is he going to be allowed to read those comics? Or will it be, Daddy will hold them for you
1: (laughs) from a distance? He might get his own books for a while. Okay. Like, they do make, you know, comic, they make comics for kids. So it'd be easy to just go pick up some of those.
0: I I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, whether they're adult rated or or whatnot, but like in the the issue uh, or in the, uh, the idea of. I don't want you to rip the covers off of all these comics, you know. Well,
1: the funny thing is, is a lot of these comics, I mean, I I know from working, or not working, but having a wife who worked in the comic industry for many years that a lot of the books that are in these boxes sitting next to me are worth much less than I paid for them at the time. Right, So, I mean, the random issue where, you know, Psylocke forms a new X-Men team with Storm and it's all women... that's not an episode or an issue that's going to matter much in the long run. Like it's not an an issue that I'm like, Oh, okay. I remember that issue fondly and I would be really upset if something happened to it kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that. Like, Oh, no, these are your Spider-Man toys. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and it's like, yeah, you've got all these models and you've got all these comics. And I, I don't know. I was just curious to see, you know, how touchy touchy he's going to be allowed to be we'll with see. all that stuff.
1: We'll see. I mean, we we already actually have one book that's superhero related that's for him. And it is actually one of my old books. When I was young, I had an X-Men book, and it was a... Essentially, it was Where's Waldo, but it was with the X-Men in it. Okay. And I had that book forever, and it was a big hardcover book that I actually used it because of the size. I used it as a drawing board. It was my art board. Uh, okay, um, yep. So, when I would do comics, it was something that... It was a hard surface that I could carry around and draw on, and and it would, it'd be great. Like the back of the book is is got like Sharpie stains all over it from you know me coloring and stuff like that. And but I mean the book itself is fine. And at one point when I had it, Laura and I were talking about like getting rid of stuff in the in the apartment because we were moving, and and I said about this book, and I, I said, well. I don't know, I guess I should get rid of this book because what I, what I don't use it for... I, I've been using it all these years for drawing and now I draw exclusively digitally, so I don't really need this book that I've been whatever for, but there's a lot of sentimental value attached to it too. And Laura looked at me and she took the book and then she mimed that she was reading the book to a child and then looked at me and I'm like, okay, let's keep this book. <laughs> so... So that was a good call on her part. So that's, uh, that is that is currently William's first comic-related book. Is oh, my old, very exciting. My old look-and-find-the-X-Men book. Yeah. It's, it's not a tour de force of literature. It's literally, where's Wolverine on this page? Can you find Magneto's helmet? You know, stuff wow. like that.
0: That's very important for their mental development, so.
1: This is true. Yeah. And it will teach him who the important X-Men are, because it doesn't have <laughs> all the stupid ones like Maggot in... <laughs> you know yeah. do you even know Maggot? You no, know no Maggot. idea. No. But you know Gambit.
0: Yes, I do. He was always one of the coolest guys, I thought.
1: You are you are very wrong. Gambit is the worst. <laughs> and that's the topic for another show. Yeah. Because I think that's a good enough time for us there for this week's episode for part time full time dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcasting listening service. If you're not where you like to listen to yet, we are working on it. And if you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at ptnerdsftdads. We'll be back next week with more Nerdy Dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any advice whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon.
0: See you later, everybody.
1: Yeah, Gambit is the worst. (laughs) He
0: was just cool because he had the cards, man. The flaming cards.
1: Yeah, I guarantee.
0: No, you just look like French people. There, there we go. That's what it is. <laughs> the <loose>
1: comes out. <laughs>
0: yeah.